Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot post with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Well, speaking of winners, no one has been involved in more Super Bowls as a player and coach than our next guest. Dan Reeves appeared in nine Super Bowls, two as a player with the Dallas Cowboys, three as a Cowboys assistant coach, and four times as an NFL head coach. Three with the Broncos and one with the Atlanta Falcons. So do the math, people. That means roughly 25% of the time that Dan was in the NFL, he finished his season in the Super Bowl. Not bad. I'll tell you what else isn't bad. When Dan Reeves retired from head coaching in 2003, his 190 regular season wins ranked eighth best in NFL history. And now... Well, now, we're fortunate to have him here. Dan Reeves, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, guys. How are y'all doing today? We're doing Great. good. We're Thank doing you. good because we're talking to you. And of the, you know, of the top <laughs> 10 <laughs> winningest, winningest coaches in NFL history, of course, three yourself, uh, Marty Schottenhammer and uh, Chuck Nark are the only ones uh, not in the hall, excluding uh, the still active Bill Belichick. Uh, and of the 23 who are in, only three failed to win Super Bowl or the, or the equivalent of the league championship. Three of you weren't able to do that as head coaches. I'm just wondering, do you think there's too much emphasis, historical emphasis, placed on winning that one game at the end of the season, perhaps over some other matters that were at least as important? Well, you know, I I really do think that that's true because I think there was a lot of Dallas Cowboy players that I played with that I know were exceptional players. And, you know, that was always hanging over their heads. They couldn't, you know, couldn't win the the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, I think we have some that are certainly worthy of, of being in there. And, and then, you know, some other players, uh, that great players that, you know, are not there, and great coaches too. But, uh, you know, it's a it's an elite club, so you know, when you get in it, you know you're, you're something special. Dan, of the coaches not in the hall other than yourself, is there one that you feel is particularly deserving, whether it be a, a Shaughnessy or a Knox or Shaughnessy or Don Coriel, anyone in particular? Well, the two that I coached against uh, when I came into the league with the Denver Broncos, uh, you know, Chuck Knox and, and uh, Don Corio, those two were exceptional coaches. They they were they were outstanding. And Don, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint, was so creative, uh, did so many unique things, and and accomplished so much. And then uh, you know, Coach Knox just got the most you know out of his people, and I think that's what coaching's all trying to get your players to play up to you know their capabilities. We're with former player and coach Dan Reeves on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Dan, I remember former Carolina GM Marty Herney, who was a newspaper guy at one time in his life, he once said he'd rather not have reached Super Bowl thirty-eight than lose to the New England Patriots because of the lingering pain of defeat. As someone who was involved in more Super Bowl losses than victories, do you share that feeling? No, I really don't. Uh, I mean, it's so difficult to get there and – you know, winning, there's no questions down to, you know, one game. And if you don't play at, uh, you know, the, the level that you need to, to to win, you certainly are not going to win it. Uh, the other team is too good to, you know, make up for the mistakes that you made. And, you know, so I know that Coach Landon was an outstanding coach uh, way before, you know, we finally won the Super Bowl in 1971, an awful lot of games, big games, you know, to get to, to those situations. So, yeah, I, I think there is a lot. Uh, you know, I, I can remember, you know, coaching, uh, you know, players that, that played in the league and were Pro Bowl players, you know, by their peers that were selected, and they never even made the playoffs. Uh, you know, Jackie Smith, 
came to the Dallas Cowboys, and he was one of the greatest tight ends I'd ever seen. But they, uh, you know, had not made the playoffs. And I remember when we, you know, we made the, the playoffs and won the game to go to the Super Bowl. He, you know, he cried like a baby. Uh, you know, it's just so difficult to do. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but I believe you were kind of a uh, sickly kid when when you were young and began working hard on your family's farm down there outside of America's Georgia. Ever think back, and are you surprised at all that that boy who was plowing the fields after dark with a light on the tractor? I ended up playing and, and coaching in all these Super Bowls and having the, the career that you had. Oh, no question. I mean, it's uh, it's like a dream when you think about it. You know, I was I was just barely uh, recruited, you know, out of high school, uh, signed with the University of South Carolina because it's the only school that offered me a scholarship, and then uh, signed with the Cowboys as a free agent, uh, you know, and to make the, the squad there. Uh, you know, it's a dream come true, and I never thought about coaching until – Coach Lander asked me to be a, a player coach, and, you know, it kept me around for three more years. And uh, then because of the success that we had, you know, as a team, I was interviewed for being a you know head coach. So, you know, you, you, I think back on it, and, you know, it, it really is unreal that how, you know, I was able to accomplish and be in the National Football League for 39 years. Dan, what was the influence of Tom Landry on your, on your career as a coach and maybe your coaching philosophy? Well, out question, uh, you know, everything, uh, you know, from the way he approached things from, uh, you know, organize, you know, being organized, he felt like it, uh, you had to be organized in everything that you did. Uh, he felt like preparation was the greatest motivator and I always tried to make sure I had, uh, you know, teams that I coached prepared as well as we could possibly be prepared and, you know, not overlook anything, uh, you know, and just, uh, the way he was involved in everything, uh, you know, for his, the personnel was concerned and, you know, uh, X's and O's and he was offensive and a defensive coach. Uh, you know, we learned an awful lot about uh, defenses because he was, you know, so skilled and he coached on the defensive side of the ball. And yet, you know, when I was coaching with him, he was calling plays and, uh, you know, was in, you know, offensive. Man, I don't know that I ever know of anybody that I was involved with anyway that, you know, would be in an offensive meeting, we'd get the game plan done, and he'd immediately go into defensive, you know, meeting with the defensive coaches to get the defensive game plan done. So he, he was unique. Dan, I know the, the respect you have for Tom being on the same sideline. Who's the best coach you ever faced? Gosh, it'd have to be, you know, about five, because people ask you that about quarterbacks and running backs, you know, and it's hard to, to pick out, you know, one, but certainly – you know, Coach Shula stands there. Coach Noel, uh, we lost a couple of Super Bowls to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach Noel was was really something special. And, you know, when I came into the league uh, and we had the, the meeting with head coaches, uh, you know, he you know, sat next to me and, and made me feel like I was, a, you know, a part of the National Football League. And, and he didn't have to do that. And I've always, you know, respected him for that, but also for his, uh, you know, coaching abilities. And certainly Joe Gibbs, uh, who... You know, I coached again so many times, uh, you know, was just an exceptional football coach. And now, you know, Bill Belichick uh, is a phenomenal football coach. That's just some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan, we're with Dan Reeves on the Talk Fame Network. Goose asked you about Tom Landry. I want to ask you another Tom Landry question. To the, to the best of my knowledge, I think he made you a safety when you first came to Dallas. As you mentioned, you'd been a quarterback at South Carolina. And a year later, he converted Mel Renfro to offense. And then when Mel got hurt, you got your chance. And what'd you do? 
You led the team in rushing with over 700 yards. Did you know you had that inside of you if you had the chance? No, really and truly, the uh, only time I'd played uh, running back, and I, I really signed with the Cowboys where you know, I'd play safety in college, and they signed me really as a defensive player and said, we will you know, try it running back and wide receiver, but uh, you know, we signed him as a defensive back. And so I went there and I made the team, basically made it you know, because of special teams. I played a little bit. In 1965, you know, as a rookie, and I really thought there was a chance I might go to Atlanta in expansion, but you know, didn't go. And, and like you said, in 1966, they had switched Mel Renfro to, you know, offense, and I played behind him in preseason, and he was phenomenal. He was averaging about eight and a half, nine yards a carry in preseason, and uh, in the last preseason game, he got hurt, and I was able to start, you know, the first game of the season, and and we had a big win, and. And, uh, you know, he was hurt and out for like two or three weeks. And, you know, Coach Landry moved him back to defense, and I stayed there. And, you know, we had an unbelievable year in 1966 with Don Meredith as our quarterback. And, you know, I think I scored 16 touchdowns, which was unbelievable. You know, it was just a, an amazing year for me. And that really set me, you know, for the years to come. Well, speaking of those early days as a player, Dan, um, I remember SI once called you, quote, the unwanted cowboy, unquote, on a cover <laughs> story about you. Did, did, what did you learn about players that helped you then as a head coach later? Oh, I think, uh, you know, just preparation. You know, Coach Lander was so thorough in everything that he did. He had assistant coaches. I had a coach named Ermel Allen that was probably as good a football mind as I was ever around, and he, you know, taught me. And, and I learned all 11 positions. Don't ask me why. I just did that when I was in high school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's just the way I learned football. So I don't know, you know, why I did it that way, but that was just the way I did it. And so, I, you know, I was very much involved in what everybody was doing, where, you know, where you were getting help from and, and so forth. And, and like I said, the last the only time I played halfback prior to coming to the Cowboys and really played because we had a lot of guys hurt, in a scrimmage against the Los Angeles Rams was in high school and I was playing tight end as a, as a freshman. And we went up to Macon, uh, Georgia to play a, a B team game. And the kid that was a starting running back ended up leaving his shoes at home. <laughs> and the coach said, okay, Dan, I want you to play running back. I said, oh boy, I'm going to get touched the ball. And he says, when the left half back carries it, you move the right half back. And when the right half back carries it, you move over the left half back. So I was a running back that didn't carry the ball. That was the honest to goodness, the only experience I had when I went to the Cowboys. You know, Robert Logan, who made our team too as a rookie, and our roommate, we, you know, had two a days every day in full pads. And we were the guys that the coaches would say, okay, the linebackers need somebody to tackle. I'll read you and Logan go over there. And let them tackle you. And, and then the next day, it was a defensive back needs somebody to tackle. And honest to goodness, that's how we started out, you know, in two days in training camp. <laughs> that's a tough way to start. <laughs> you mentioned Don Meredith a minute, a minute ago, and it, it sort of made me think of something. In the Ice Bowl game, you were one for one passing a 53-yard touchdown pass to, to, to Lance Rensel. Meredith, meanwhile, was 10 for 25. Was your arm warm, warmer than Meredith's? Or, and, and just how cold was it that day in, in, in Green Bay? Well, my my receiver was a lot lot more open than any guy that uh, Don was throwing to. It was so cold. I mean, really and truly, he, it was the first play of the fourth quarter. And we were in the huddle, and, I, you know, we were freezing. It was, you know, being in the huddle out on the field and as cold as it was. And Meredith told me, he said, we've been running the quick pitch. And he said, they're really coming up fast. I'm going to call the halfback pass. And we were doing it 
to my left, man, oh, man, I said, they're going to call us. I put my hands down in my pants about as far as I could put them, you know, trying to keep them warm because you couldn't, you know, you couldn't feel anything. And uh, I kept them in there. We came out of the huddle. We were in our formation. I still had my hands down in my pants. We shipped it over to a split backfield. I finally took my hands out. And thank goodness I could feel the ball. Like I said, Lance was so wide open, you know, that we scored. And, I, you know, I really thought that it was being so difficult to move the football that time. But Bart Starr did a tremendous job of, you know, taking them down at the end of the game and, and driving them down for a touchdown. Hey, Dan, unfortunately we're out of time. But thank you so much for joining us and relieving some of the, those experiences from the past. Thanks so much, Dan. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan. That was former player and coach Dan Reeves. When we return, we'll talk about coaches like Dan who deserve to be discussed for Hall of Fame consideration. This is the Talk of Fame Network.